Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to the Big Honker Podcast. We appreciate every download that we get. Be sure to go check us out. We're up on YouTube now. All you got to do, it's easy to find us. Type in the Big Honker Podcast, and then there we are. All episodes will be uploaded to our YouTube channel. It is podcast season. Hunting season is over for the most part for waterfowl, so we are in podcast season. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by the one and only American-made Boss Shot Shells. Hits like a freight train. My favorite is the 3.5 th- Blend. Uh, recently talked to Brandon, and uh, he seemed to insinuate that I was overcompensating for something. Maybe being a bad shot. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, but I- either way, they shoot bismuth, copper-plated bismuth. Only takes one. Tight, mm. tight pattern. You can't say enough about them. I mean, they're a whole way of life, and all made in America. Love me some boss shot shells. So, um, listen, some uncertain times out there. So, if you're wanting some boss shot shells, don't wait until the last minute to order. Get your order in and uh, get it heading your way. Right? Yes, sir. All right. We are also brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Listen, it's a non-alcoholic beer. They're beer lovers at heart, and there's no sense in feeling like crap the next day. So, they made a beer that tastes great. Doesn't have the compromise. Doesn't have the hangover the next day. They promise to use high-quality, all-natural ingredients to create great-tasting brews for all beer-loving people. They strive to create brews suitable for everybody and every occasion. If you want to keep a clear head and drink healthier, they're here for you. AthleticBrewingCompany.com is the way to go. You can have all of them that you want. Not even feel bad. Uh, They saw a void in the market, and they pounced on it. So they do a lot with uh, the Spartan races and uh, for people that, uh, you know, like to have a beer at night but have to get up the next day and perform. Athletic Brewing Company is the way to go. So check them out at athleticbrewing.com. Also, we're brought to you by Foul Bandits. Right now you can save 20% off of hoodies. Listen, if you're a snow goose hunter, you need your fresh white hoodie to go roll around in the mud in. So Oof, what a miserable time. No promo code needed. If you're going to get a hoodie, it's 20% off at checkout. does it automatically. So go check them out at foulbandits.com. They also have uh, hats, regular T-shirts, decals, whatever you, whatever you need to look good and feel good in the field, Foul Bandits is for you. Also, we're brought to you by Gundog Outdoors. Uh, hunting season is just about wrapped up, but it is time to keep your pooch in shape. They can help you. Keep your pooch hydrated. They got a nice uh, water bottle system. You just you just push a little button and water fills up. You don't have to pour water bottle down poor Fido's gullet anymore. You can go to gundogoutdoors.com and uh, get everything you're going to need. They got bumpers. They've got field bowls. Whatever you need for your four-legged buddy, the Alex and the people over at Gundog Outdoors has already thought about it. And get your first aid kit for your truck. Get a first aid kit for your truck. You can also get a quick release system. Um, be prepared for this upcoming waterfowl season. If you think that you're going to use that quick release system in the field, then uh, I would train with it this off season. So you can save yourself some money. Big Honker will save you some money at checkout, and Trump 2020 will save you 20% on the uh, field trauma kit. No sense not to have it. Also, we're brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. If your coffee sucks, it's not the duck. It ain't the duck. Uh, drank it every morning this year. It is smooth and refreshing. Fills that thermos up nicely. They're American company. Texas company. Out of Bernie, Texas. Their, their t-shirt is very, very nice looking. The web foot long sleeve. They got some cool looking hats also. 
uh, a couple decals, but check them out, dirtyduckcoffee.com. If you're a coffee lover like I am, then uh, they've got something for you over there at dirtyduckcoffee.com. I like the high-velocity caffeine roast. You know, I got to get up and do shit. I got to get going. Dirtyduckcoffee.com. We're also brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries. It's time to get skinny. 2021 is here. Uh, we've wrapped up our hunting season. We had to store everything, and let me tell you, Storing a couple hundred dozen dive bomb silhouettes, no problem. If I had to do that with full bodies, I would want to burn the house down. Divebombindustries.com, you don't have to worry about that because you're skinny. Bags pack up nice and neat. You can put them in a trailer or uh, wherever else you're going to store your decoys. Divebombindustries.com. Also, they got uh, snow socks out right now, and they're revamping their snow silhouette. So... Check them out, divebombindustries.com. Also, we're brought to you by Pacific Calls, pacificcustomcalls.com. BHP 25 saves you 25% at checkout. They've got something for everybody. We're going to have them on in March. They've got a uh, turkey line that they got coming out, and they're re- retooling some of their existing calls. So I talked to Trevor just a couple days ago. It's exciting times for, for guys up there in the Pacific Northwest. So use the promo code, the PCD, the new, their new duck call that they brought out this previous fall is the best duck call that I've ever blown, bar none. And all the guys out here agree with me. So go to PacificCustomCalls.com, use the promo code BHP25. That's good for 25% at checkout. Also, we're brought to you by Lucky Duck. Best blinds on the market. You need spinners. The Lucky Duck 2x4 blind is the way to go. Four grown men. Put that bad boy, put grass on it. Don't have to worry about it. Pockets are nice. Everything about it. I hunted out of it. We use them every day. We use them every day here, but I probably hunted out of them six, seven times a week. And uh, if you're in something that long, it's got to be the cat's meow. And the Lucky Duck 2x4 blind is the cat's meow. On a cold day, put your buddy heater in there. Ooh. It is nice. I just like the pockets because I got a lot of shit that I got to keep track of and being able to put put stuff in pockets in front of me, it's handy. It's handy. So go to luckyduck.com and you can get whatever you're going to need. Or if you're a varmint hunter, you know a lot of people are varmint hunting right now. They got calls for you, e-callers, right? They have uh, the remote call. Yep. <clears throat> just used it the other day. I, Gabriel hunted in the contest the other day. And one, one of the things using it, so... Did he really? Yep. Congratulations to Gabriel. Yep. LuckyDuck.com. We're also brought to you by the Looking Glass Duck Club. RIP the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. But there is still a Looking Glass Duck Club. You Them can, stork shooters from northwest Missouri. That's right. You can get uh, hats and hoodies. You can still support them even though you're not listening to them like you used to. Uh, you can still They still got cool-looking apparel. Uh, they got can, a cool Sandhill Crane shirt now. It's cool. Looking Glass Duck Club, West Texas. That's right. That's right. The Looking Glass Duck Club is far-reaching. So uh, check them out on Instagram, Looking Glass Duck Club. And uh, if you see something that looks good, that you think would look good on you, send them a message. I bet they can send it your way. Also, we're brought to you by BlindGrass.com. There's no sense in putting anything on your blind that's going to rot away, smell bad, or cut or poke you that you're going to have to, you know, fuck around with every day. So go to BlindGrass.com and... Get, the, get their camouflage system. If you're tired of constantly having to rebrush your blinds, the smell of rotting grass in your blind, they have spent years making the most versatile and durable and realistic blind material available. 
Their patent pending blind grass will not rot or mildew. It's waterproof and it's available in mats or bundles. And it comes in natural dead grass or is paintable to match your surroundings. Head on over to blindgrass.com. Also, we are brought to you by 14 Cattle Company. Uncertain times. You got to think outside the box a little bit. Go to 14cattleco.com. You can get a whole beef sent to you. And it's a competitive price. No $8 hamburger meat, which is what you're paying at the grocery store. It will be nice, God forbid if something happens, to have a little bit of meat stored up. So go to 14cattleco.com. Get a hold of Jordan. See if you can't get a half a beef, a whole beef, quarter beef. They'll work with you. Keep some meat on hand for these uncertain times that we're in. Brought to you by William Chris Wines, Texas-made wine, made there in high Texas. Uh, You can get it shipped to you, or you can find it at the grocery stores, the fancy grocery stores, Central Markets, Whole Food, places like that. Uh, Just had a bottle last night. Well, half a bottle. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. That's right. That's right. Impress her with a bottle of Texas wine, William Chris Wines. Get the skeleton key. Last but not least, we're brought to you by Stanford Hunting Outfitters. Turkey season's just around the corner. We're taking bookings for it. Uh, our books are always open, contrary to other <laughs> yeah, outfitters. That's the funniest shit ever. Books are open. Books, Your are, books open. are open every day. If you want to book a hunt for 2026, we can, we'll book it. That's exactly right. So turkey is up next. So if you're looking for a turkey hunt, we, uh, we got some great property right here on the Brazos River. Uh, we'll be happy to take you out. Call Jeff, 940-658-3172. Or if you're out there looking for... This fall. Uh, a lot of our weekends are going pretty quick. Yes, they are. So, so holler at us and take care of you. We've got a couple of dove hunting dates left. Not a lot of dove dates left. Dove hunting's just about booked up. Anyways, I've got a couple of October weekends left, and I think i got one set of weekdays left for some dove hunting for a corporate group, 20 or more. Anyways, 940-658-3172, or, and, or email me at goose at net. Thank you, and God bless y'all. This podcast, we're joined by head boss man, Mr. Brandon Sarecki. Uh, We talked to him about the ammo shortage that we see in America right now, and uh, we have a good good conversation, cover a lot of ground in it, and uh, I love Brandon. He's never afraid to give his opinion, so give it up for him, the head boss man, Mr. Brandon Sarecki. Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast brought to you by Boss Ammo. I'm Jeff Stanfield. I'm Andy Shaver, and you just fuck it up every single fucking time. On the line with us today, Brandon Sarecki, head boss man. How are you, bud? (laughs) Hanging in. How are you guys doing? I don't know how he fucks that up all the time. I really don't. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm messaging a lady about getting a shot tomorrow, and she was messaging me about time that I went boom, three, two, one. The COVID test? You're getting the COVID test? I'm going to get a shot. 
a COVID shot? You're not getting that. Yes, thing, I am. Are you? Yep, I'm <laughs> going to. Yep, I'm going to. Why? If I can people get the flu shot all the time, I want to get this shit over with so I can go do shit. Oh, my phase, goodness. How's that phase four testing work out? Well, if, if I die from it, I've got lots of insurance. I'm not scared of dying, but I don't want to be fucking sick. Yeah, at the same time, you get to walk in front of a bus if it's speeding down the road? Well, no, I'm not going to do that. But there's a, there's 99.9% of people getting the shot are fine. I'm going to go get a shot. 99.9% of people that get coronavirus are fine. I know, so I'm putting myself at the 198% to 198% deal. Both of them adding them together. <laughs> I had yeah. I had COVID. I had COVID this winter. Uh, lost my sense of taste and smell, and that was all I had. No uh, headache. No headache. No, fever, no runny shits. No clogged nose. No nothing. My wife and I both got it. That was that was the same for both of us. And I I'm thinking me and Michelle had it too because I had some loss of smell and and taste, but I was fucking tired. I mean, yeah. fucking stage four cancer tired. I mean, dragging fucking ass. That's I, 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 I felt like my dad did the last six months of his life where he was just tired, and he told me, so I just can't, I'm just tired all the time. And I felt this, and that's the way I was. But I'm going to get a mm-hmm. fucking, I'm going to go get a shot. Yes, I am going to take the shot. I'm going to be a guinea pig. What a sheep. What a sheep. I'm not a sheep. I don't get the <clears throat> flu shot every year, do you? Mm-mm. Well, I'm not nope. either, so I'm not a sheep on that, but I don't. People do it, and I don't think that. Why do people look down on people that get a COVID test, but they don't think nothing of you getting a flu shot? Because you're a pussy. Your brother's had it. He has to. He's a frontline worker. Okay, well, but do you you're not at him. I am fucking frontline for myself. Fuck. <laughs> what I don't understand is when people get sick, they got to go get a test. Right. And it doesn't make that. If I got it, I think you know the symptoms by now. We've only been talking about it for a year. So what? What's the benefit in going to get the confirmation that, yep, you have it? Oh, I don't know about that because when I thought I had it, I stayed my ass at home. Good for you. Most oh, everyone else, I know that's gotten it. The first thing they do is go get a test. Fuck, so why would, in the hell are you going to get a test? I didn't even want to go to the doctor to, to, to for anything because I don't want to get a fucking test on the shit. I'm 99% yeah. sure that I had it already, but... And I think everyone around the lodge, my family, and everybody's had it within the last six months. But so, so you're ninety nine point nine percent sure you had had it and survived a ninety nine point nine percent survivable illness, and you're going to go get a damn vaccination. Yes, I I th- think he's thinking if he gets the vaccination, then he can travel. I yes. think I think he's a fr- I think what he's thinking is they're going to have like a. A COVID vaccination, and you can just run about the country. That's what I'm thinking. So you got a card that says your vaccines are up to date, like a dog. Yep. If that's what it fucking takes for me to get on planes, boats, and do whatever I want to do everywhere, I'll do it. Not me. Well, you don't have to. Not me. Well, you don't have I'm to. I'm gonna stay my ass at the house and be just happy with it. I, I'm getting a shot, and we'll go from there and see what happens. But I'm then you'll not, have to get another one in three months because that's as long as the shit works for three or four months. I thought it was six months. Same as a sh- and. Uh, Michelle told me that, and I said, listen, people get a fucking flu shot every year. You have to get it every year. They don't year. know. How do they know how long the shot works for? If they're saying it, it works for, three, say, three to six months, the damn shot isn't even three months old yet. Why am I getting grilled over trying to make myself healthier? You're not trying to make yourself healthier. I went, I went to the, I'm going to tell you something about going to a doctor. I went to the fucking eye doctor yesterday. And let me tell you, that's a fucking experience and a half now. You walk it first. You have to do all your fucking paperwork on your phone. I'm going to an eye doctor. How the fuck am I going to see the fucking paperwork on an iPhone to fill out? So I go, I go in. 
Then you have to text them from the parking lot and tell them you're there. I text, they text, oh, come on in. You walk in the door, and it's like going through a Gestapo checkpoint. Yeah. Uh, make sure your mask is on. It has to be over your nose and mouth at all times. Please come straight in here to the bathroom and wash your hands. I'm like, okay. So I go in and wash hands, both sides of my hands, not like Mikey does, but I use wash the whole entire hand, both of them. Then I go sit down and then go through this stuff with me. Then after they do my eye examination, I go to look at frames. She goes, yeah, just, just touch which ones you want because we're going to wash them all. I go, why? Well, in case you infected them. You just made me wash my fucking hands 15 minutes ago. <laughs> what the fuck you think I got fucking the disease here in the office? I'm like, shit. It's kind of scary to hear all this because you guys are down in Texas. Exactly. I'm starting to think. I'm starting to think you're going a little too far left. We got Austin, Texas here, remember? But uh, how, Matthew then, McConaughey is going to be our governor. Uh, that would be nice. How, you think how so? far yeah. from Austin are you guys? Five hours, but it don't matter. Them fuckers have ruined that place. It's a fucking cesspool. The whole thing. Well, it sounds like they. It sounds like they ruined uh, where you guys are. Five hours away. <laughs> nah, that this was an Abilene, but I think this is just the people are just. Oh, and the lady tells me she goes, and this worked really good. We've only had two people in our office get COVID this year. There ain't fucking eight people worked there, so twenty five percent of the people got it. Yep. Then we go to another eye place to go get our glasses because this place here was going to take three weeks to get my our glasses back. So then we go to another eye place. We walk in TSO, walk in, and then just going to get our glasses. And the, the I walk in the door, and they got chairs are separated six feet apart. And there's one lady mm-hmm. talking to the lady. So I go and I go, oh, I'm going to go over and look at the frames they got. So I start walking. Sir, sir, you have to sit right here in this spot until we check your fever or check your temperature. I'm like, motherfucker, I just washed my hands at the last doctor's office. So they took my temperature before I could do anything there, too. I, mean, I, feel, I feel like I turned into a damn recluse over the last year because I've been, I don't wear masks. Uh-huh. It causes, it, it, I don't like it because I don't like people telling me what I have to do based upon bullshit science that don't mean anything. So I've been like silently protesting, but it's caused a lot of stress in my family life at home because my wife says we're not doing anything or going anywhere but in the last year i put on a mask four times three times to go to one of my favorite mexican restaurants and one time to go to a restaurant around the corner from from us here and i've not gone into any stores or anything i i go into one gas station where i get my fuel because they don't make you wear a mask and where i'm going with this is where my duck property is an hour away from here we were going to torch the, torch the marsh and burn off all the Phragmites and shit that were growing up. And that turned, turned to a failure. It was too wet. But anyway, one of my buddies says, hey, you want to go grab lunch? I said, well, there ain't nothing fucking open in Michigan. <clears throat> and uh, he said, no, we'll go up to the bullseye. So we went into Three Rivers in the bullseye. And uh, it's like a, a little mini grocery store, meat market, deli kind of deal. And... He said, come on in. And I said, I don't have a fucking mask on. I'm not doing that shit. He said, no, come on in. So he goes through the doors, and everybody inside this place, no mask. They look at you. They smile, not looking like you're a damn alien for walking in without a damn mask on. And they got hot food line in the deli, some of the best Amish home-cooked food. And my kids are with me, and they're like, Dad, this place is awesome. And they're running around this grocery store like, like they're in Disney World. Because they didn't have to wear a mask, and no one had it. I said, how in the hell do people have this thing going on? We're, we're, we're in Michigan. Whitmer's shutting everything down, fining people. Well, the owner of this place, uh, 
owns he's a, he's a, a I think he's he's like a, a J.O. Amish guy. So he's named Yoder, but he went and got a lawyer and took it to court, and the judge agreed with him and said, "Yep, that mask order unconstitutional." So then the health department comes in, he shows them the judge's order, and they turn around and leave. The police local eat their lunch there, hang out, but he doesn't have a liquor license, so they can't do shit to him. Because that's the last card that people have in Michigan they can pull is she'll send people in and pull your damn liquor license, and then you're really screwed. Yeah. See, I don't <clears> – <throat> me and Michelle went night dinner yesterday out in Abilene. We didn't have to wear a mask. Uh, yeah. Some places will make you do it, and some are really strict on it, and some aren't. Uh, so I I want to go live, and I want to go do shit. And yep. so whatever it's going to take for it, but I am going to take the shot, and I'm going to catch some shit from some people. And that's fine if they want to give me shit, but I'm going to go take the shot. I am going to take a shot. and I'm going to take... Well, that's voluntary. That's Wearing right. Wearing a mask and in public, they're trying to make that so it's a mandate. And I got major problems. It's a silent protest more than anything else. I don't like being told what to do when there's no good reason for why you're making me do it. We don't in bullshit. We live in a town that you don't have to wear your mask much. Yeah, in our town you don't really have to wear it. I remember going into the grocery store. It was in January, I think, and the lady was like, "Uh, sir, you're going to have to wear a mask." In Knox City? Yeah, it no was shit. they had read re, they had re up some of the laws. The governor signed some shit into law and she's like, "You're you know, you're going to have to wear a mask." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's fine." And uh, I just, I just. No, it's not. No, no, no. It's but not. I was, I was at the checkout, and I was like, "Well, I don't have a mask, and it's a little late now in the game to be telling me this." And then I went back, and nobody was wearing I a mask. Left the I hate that some of the most conservative Americans I know are just laying down because you have to do something because some idiot says you do. Well, if you want to buy groceries, you might have to do that. Not see, we don't have another option. But we don't. You guys don't have you don't have shipped or whatever where they somebody else goes and gets them. You mean like Amazon and shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it takes we like grocery two- delivery. We go on we go on the internet and then they got people that shop and it it costs a little bit more, maybe maybe three or four percent more, and they bring the shit right to yeah, your house. You you live in a big town. We live in a small. No, we don't. But There's you, twelve thousand people in our town. That's huge. We've got we've got nine hundred. It takes like two days. If we did that. We, we can't get the same service that you can get, or we would do that anyways. But, but I do uh, curbside delivery so a lot. That, so in, okay, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, just or open the door, and then they throw all that shit in. But they don't do that in well, our city. This whole ma- it's, the mask thing is bullshit. It's a false narrative, man. Now now you got to wear three masks if you want to have 90% effectiveness. <laughs> it's, dumb, it's the dumbest fucking shit ever. Triple mask. I saw... <laughs> I was on an airplane with a dude, some nerds, some doctors, and them fuckers had on masks, and then they had a shield on over top of their mask also. They had all, ear coverings and all kinds of shit. <laughs> it was just like shit. Ear coverings? They had all kinds of shit on. They and might as well have had a fucking um, hazmat suit on. And what's bad is this isn't going away anytime soon. Like, who knows when this is all going to get lifted? We'll, we'll, we will be wearing masks in our society like the Japanese and the Chinese and all them Koreans and whatever piece I'm leaving out over there have been for the last 20 years, 30 years. Are they wearing it in Wuhan now still? Uh, I, they wear masks over there all the time. I, I always thought it was because they didn't like breathing the smog air. Yeah, no but you shit. see people like watching the news, they watch all the Chinese people walking around town, they all got masks on. Oh, well, yeah, it's because they got dirty air. Yeah. Fuck, I don't think that's why. They wear them fuckers all the time. You go to a casino and you somebody wearing a mask, oh, that's a Chinese person. But they also shit in a hole in the floor in the subway station, so. Well, not. 
I'm not, I'm all, not saying they're doing everything tell you right. One thing, all those people in Florida not wearing masks, they're healthy. Yeah. No, they're no less healthy than anywhere else. I, I can't dis. Brandon, you're like talking to Michelle. She and me and her disagree on all this stuff, and I'm not disagreeing with her. I agree with her. I just, if I got to go somewhere and they say you got to wear a mask and it's going to make it for the better of me being able to do what I want to do, I do it. Jeff's just selfish. That's what it all boils down to. Jeff will give so a little at, concession. So at, what, at what point, Jeff, are you going to let him take more liberties from you before you say enough's enough? Wearing a mask, that is true. Wearing a mask is not that big a fucking deal to me. It's a slippery slope, though. It's, but I, I'm it's not disagreeing. Okay, yep. you're right. But wearing a fucking mask is not that big a fucking deal. I've had I've had four operations in my life, and every fucker that ever operated on me was wearing a mask. So it's not that, that big got, a deal. What's that got to do with anything? Well, he was wearing a mask. It's not that big a deal. Yeah, but they're uncomfortable. And so they don't spit. That's when they're operating. They don't spit inside you and start an infection. I'm probably more nasty and, than they are, so I can live with that. <laughs> but it, it, yeah. the, what he's getting at is at what cost? I, what's the next right. step? What's the next concession that we're willing to make? You guys can when personally locked down. Yeah, me personally, I, I I can wear a mask, but I'm not. What else you want me to do? I don't know, but that's when, what I'm saying. When, I don't know what else they can dream about. When when Michigan locked down last March or whenever that was, I said our liberties are gone and we're never going to get this shit back. Fast forward yesterday. Now people in Washington want to they want to start and appoint a what do they call it a reality czar? Huh. That's, that's truth that. ministry, man, from, from 1984. They want to have someone that's overseeing what goes on in social media to make sure shit's true. A reality And are. all this shit started, yeah, realities are. Google that shit. Realities up. are. Well, <clears throat> I don't know what other liberties I'm going to give up. I, I do wear a mask some when they ask me to to go to a place. Don't do it all the time. I don't. I go most places around here. We don't wear a mask. I'm my mask won't go on my face once a week. I mean that's how little we have to wear a mask around here. I don't. And I unless I go somewhere and I have to carry one, I'll put it on for a second and that's it. But I also if there was uh, actual science. If it was like, hey, this you do this and this is what happens first. Don't you remember? We were only supposed to flatten the curve in two weeks. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. There's no. They don't year. know. Yeah. That, you're right on that too. But wearing a so, mask so does all, help it's all some. Bullshit science. And I'm not going to be someone's guinea pig experiment. Do as I say, because I think it's in your best interest. Bullshit. This is America, man. This ain't no China. You don't think a mask helps at all? Fuck no, it doesn't help at all. Look at Florida. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying it, it's not hurting nothing. Well, a mask well, we is not hurting that, nothing. When people come into our factory with masks, I would say it's no better and maybe worse. I, Next time you go out in public, you see these people. Look how often they touch their fucking mask. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you we? Get me, you're getting me all revved up. You're you're concentrating all of the damn germs and shit on that thing. When you touch it, you touch it. You fidget, 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 fidget. You're you're con- you transfer all that shit that you're breathing in and out on your fingers. After an entire year of hunting season and people coming and go here from September through the end of January, yep. <clears throat> we had nobody in the dining hall wearing a mask that I can remember. Not and one how time. many COVID outbreaks did you have? N- none that I know about. I don't know of any, but oh. I'm just I'm just saying though the people that come here weren't mask wear- we did we we had we we thirty to fifty people in here eating dinner every night and there was nobody wearing mask. Never. They didn't no come COVID in the door. Outbreaks? No, not that I know of. 
people, but I don't Weird. know because people come Weird. in. Come people come and go from here. It's not like yeah. they're all they're all not all here together all the time. This is a heard, two, two or three days. We never had any of that. But hey. we're gonna. Go, I'm gonna talk about the vaccine for a minute. I also have a polio vaccine when I was younger. Measles. I don't have a problem taking a vaccine. I've taken them my whole life. So have you. And my kids are vaccinated when they were in school. Right, but those all those vaccines made it all the way to the goal line before you, you run them up. There's yep. four stages, from what I know. One, two, three, and four, right? Four yep. means, yep, all the data is good. No one's going to have arms fall off or any long-term <laughs> effects from this shit, blah, blah, blah. You're... You're you're on third base right now, and people are getting it. You don't know what that last home stretch looks like, man. Well, I'm going to take that chance, and I'm going to see what happens. I, I'll be the guinea pig for the Big Hawker podcast. If I fall over dead, I die. I die. No big deal. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to take this lighthearted, and I'm not discrediting the, the severity of COVID with, with the people that get it and all that shit. I mean, Lord knows they, they die. But uh, when you look at, like, the data, how many people in the U.S. died this year, last year versus the year before, it's no different. It's oh. not like you can see the spike where Americans are dying at an accelerated rate. No, all they're doing is just assigning these deaths, cause of death, to COVID. I, I agree with you there. And the sad thing <clears> is, <throat> like everyone around here, I think everyone around here had it, and I don't think nobody was really sick at all. It was a very mild case of it. And then I know some people that have passed away from it. I know some families that ha- that are have got young people that have died from it in their 20s. I think it's genetics. I think there's just certain yep. genetics and certain blood types that are really affected by it and others that aren't. Well, but, one of my buddies got, he, he calls it the big bug. So he, he's got a theory that there's a big bug and there's a little bug. He got, he got it on a, at a new year's party. He says, I got the big bug and he took it to a new year's party and got two other people sick and they just got the little version of it. So I don't know if it means anything or not, but he, he felt like he was going to die. And the two people that he infected, had a, a headache for a day, and that was it. Now, I also took Ivamec, cow dewormer. Now, I don't know if that's going around in Michigan, but in in the Midwest, that's huge right now. What's that? People take an Ivamec. It's a cow oh, medicine, yeah? and it's everybody is. I mean, it's what the doctors are prescribing. If you go to the doctor, they're prescribing Ivamec pills. Well, I just went to a buddy of mine in cattle business and bought some dewormer. And it's a, it's Ivamec is what it is, and I take you take three cc's or two cc's and just mix it in your juice and drink it in a Gatorade, and take it one day. How often? I took it the first day that I thought I was getting sick. I took that shit, and I felt better within six hours. Didn't it give you the shits though? Man, I'm gonna tell you right now, don't eat Mexican food and eat a cat and drink some cattle dewormer. Cattle warmer. Warmer. <laughs> <laughs> wow, abusing the toilet like grandma's house on Thanksgiving Day. Gosh, almighty. <laughs> I just I can't get my head around why you're doing what you're doing. If you already know that you got something that helps get over it, if you got it or when you get it, and you're going to do a damn vaccine for something you think you already had, okay. we got to move on. Fuck. I got. Well, hold hold on now, just a minute. I'm going to tell you about the ivermectin. <laughs> but when I first heard about, a buddy of mine told me, "So Jenny takes some ivermectin." And he got me some, and then I bought a whole bottle of it. And they, they quit selling little deals of it because the vets, so you had to buy a whole cattle size. So I bought, I don't know, a quart of it or whatever it is. But yeah, I took it, and I felt better within six hours. I had to take it again two days later, 
and then you take it once a week for a little bit. But there are people out here that are taking it that, that in the ranching businesses, and they, they've got some that's an apple that's a paste, and they they stir it up. I like the other shit better. I haven't had that one, but the, I like what I take. But everybody I know that's had it or thought they had it, it's made them feel better automatically. Animal supplements. Yeah. Yep. That's all it is. But, yeah, Jeff's just doing it so he can go travel the world. I've got a selfish That's reason it. for going to take a shot. So, we'll just, we'll just see. What, if I die, I die from it. It's no big deal. So, let, let's let's quit getting Brandon all worked up here. Let's talk about ammunition. No, hold on. First, I want to <laughs> know what's the deal. Uh, I, I, I saw a rumor that Boss is blowing up barrels. Is that is this true? <laughs> well, you, you get me all spun up, and then you want to throw this shit on me. <laughs> Should we let it die down and then then hit you with it? <laughs> no. Um, well, yeah, I guess there's a there's a report from a gun manufacturer that says that our ammunition is too hot and shouldn't be used in their guns. This and that, and the other, and I, I think the number that they said the customer service guy said was up to five guns this year. Um, I know of two from that manufacturer and to me it wasn't a it's not a shell issue and the I guess the simple explanation is if we if we screwed something up and say the the machine dropped two charges of powder there's not enough room for us to have two powder doses the wad and then the shot and close the shell it would right. spill out like there you can't even get the plastic to start crimping around cuz it's so tall mm-hmm. and that's the thing with uh with hunting loads you're using a lot of a lot of slow burning powder so it takes up a lot of volume it's not like a target or trap load that hardly has shit for powder that you can double dose and then yeah have problems real quick you don't ever hear of of guns blowing up from factory made hunting ammunition because it's just physically impossible to cram that much powder in there to cause that kind of an issue but whatever i mean we build our business on like trying to be nice in the sandbox and not not disparage our competitors even though we've got a different theory with how we construct our ammunition and run a business like there's we're new kids on the block right so to come mm-hmm. in and say that everyone doesn't know what the hell they're doing and this product's not good that product's not good that's complete that's complete bs and we're not going to go that route you know so whatever no we're not blowing up guns and if we did i think you'd have to run like 50,000 PSI and our shells run 10, 11,000, 11, 5, maybe at the high side when it's warm out. So they have a gun failure in the field, cold weather. Ah, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Makes you wonder if the um, manufacturer of them others' loads is not trying to just find something to bring up to try to make y'all stuff look bad. Yeah, they can do that too. That's fine. We know our customers. We know what we're doing. I think our customers know us. They, they expect a lot from us we expect even more from ourselves so we're not going to let shit like that happen it's 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 impossible you know even if even if we took our hottest powder like we designed this shit bottom to top so it's pretty much error proof even if we took our hottest powder and put it in a say say a guy fucks up and uses the wrong powder for the wrong shell even if they took the hottest powder and put it in one of our loads that takes the largest powder drop it still wouldn't cause a pressure spike that could rupture a barrel. And the two guns I know of that come apart this year didn't rupture barrels. They cracked the damn receiver because the guns fired out of battery. And I don't know how I can make a shotgun shell light off with the bolt not being closed all the way. That that 
befuddles me. But that's beside the point. Well, y'all, y'all have got a huge little base of, of people that use your products because I'm telling you right now, two years ago, 10% of our customers shot boss. Mm-hmm. Last year, I would say 30% of our customers shoot boss. I'm going to say this year it's 50%. Would you say it's close, Andy? I'd say it's more than that. I mean, it's it's huge. Yeah. Now, we're, we we push y'all a lot and we talk about y'all a lot, so that has a lot <clears> to do with <throat> it. But I just I don't know very many people that don't shoot boss. It's we're still babies, man. I mean, we're and that's what to to draw the ire. And, and again, I'm not going to blame that manufacturer for because to be honest, I, I had a chat this morning with with one of the higher ups at that company, and and they weren't aware of any mandate that said tell people not to shoot this product, this and that. Um, but even then, for that to be acceptable for a customer service guy to to say that is BS. It doesn't make anyone look good. Right. Um, but again, we're babies, man. And 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 I, I said I personally expected more from an established, legacy, iconic brand that would would say that kind of thing about a company that's trying to do the best for the industry and deliver quality product to our our mutual customers. Um, so we'll see where that whole thing goes, but yeah, we're, we're, we're tiny. We're still small. We're growing. We're still small. We're, are we ever going to gain critical mass? We're going to be like one of the big names. Who knows? We're having a hell of a lot of fun with it. We're just trying to do, do our own boss things and, and it's caught on and everyone's having fun with it. So we're just going to keep doing it. And you've pissed all them other guys off. Well, I guess we pissed one customer service representative off. I don't know of anyone else that's like drawing a, a you know target on our forehead, but it doesn't matter. Like I was afraid of that our first couple of years when we're exposed, right? You got everything out there, and you're worried about outside threats, this and that, and and someone coming in to knock you off before you can really gain traction. And while we're still small, I'm very satisfied with the way the company's progressing, the way we're growing the moves we're making. Um, and, and I'm like, you hear other guys are coming out with other similar shells, this and that, and that's fine. There's enough room in the market for everyone. And I feel that as long as we keep on delivering the best for best value, um, we're going to keep growing and, and be satisfied with the, the trajectory of the, the future. So is everybody freaking out right now about the uh, ammunition shortage? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I tried... I don't know if you heard about or saw the email that we sent out over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I like, I don't like surprises in business. I like, I like plans. I like executing and acting on what we say we're going to do and delivering the results. So I feel that, uh, you know, a lot of the way we, we steer the, the business and we communicate with the people is based upon how I, I like to be treated as a, as a consumer. And, there's a lot of bullshit flying around about, you know, why ammunition shortages exist, this, that, the other. And I sent an email out to all the people subscribed to our list and said, Hey, uh, we're not going to talk about why, but yeah, there are, there are ammunition shortages and it's going to affect potentially affect our supply chain late in the season. So late in the season, no one rush and buy right now. There's going to be plenty of ammunition that's going to be available. Our supply chain's healthy. All we're saying is late in the year is not the time to buy your shotgun shells for when you want to go on a trip three days from now. That's all it was. Well, that ignited like a firestorm. I feel terrible about it because I don't want to be one that 
that contributes and throws fuel on the fire of this ammunition shortage. I was just trying to communicate to our customers that there are shortages. They're going to exist. We're doing the best we can. And right now, at this point, we feel we're ahead of the game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's going crazy. So were going you, crazy. So did you just send that email as like, just like, hey, have some foresight here. Like, if you know you got yeah. a trip coming up, yeah. go ahead, get your right. order in. Don't expect a, a, right. a week turnaround because it's not going to happen with this climate. Yeah. And in short, it basically said, um, we're going to, inventories are healthy right now. We're going to be switching over to run our turkey loads. You'll be able to back order things. If they're not on the web, you can pre-order all that. We'll switch back up and start manufacturing our, our waterfowl stuff again as soon as Boss Tom runs in probably mid-March, early April. And then if, you know, just don't wait until the middle of October to buy your stuff. Right. If your season starts in October, like plan ahead. And I think I said, uh, now is not the year to, to put off buying your ammo to the last minute. We see it. We're direct to consumer. Mm-hmm. Half of our customers call and they say, can I have the stuff for the weekend? You know, so it's, we, we love being just in time. We love being lean. We love delivering same day shipping, all that. But this year it's, it may be tough because there may not be, Towards the very end, we may have some supply constraints, and it's all going to be related to gunpowder. We've got all of our hull purchases are set, wads are solid. We got contracts in place for all of our metal buys. The issue this year is going to be powder, and the reason why is the powder plants got behind with pistol and rifle when all that buying took place a year ago and throughout the summer. So what happened is shot shell powders, inventories were good. They were making all that. Well, now they're back to producing pistol rifle for the, the large OEMs to keep up with that demand. And then our shotgun primer or shotgun powders are being pushed off a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we've got all of our powder orders in our buy. I would say I'd buy everything right now if we could for the whole year. And this was early January. We had all this squared away. But what they're saying is, we're going to be able to release your orders on allocation. So if you order too little, you, you'll get what you need, but it won't be enough. And if you say you need to order a whole pile all at once, you're not going to get that either. So we've got some other things working in the background to, to ensure that we've got stable supply from our powder vendor. And, uh, again, I don't, I don't envision it being a huge problem, but you never know. So by next fall, you think that things will be back to probably 50%, 75% normal? No, I think this is going to run. I think it'll run through next year. The ammo, the you got to look. You got to look at if yeah with powder. If you there's only a couple manufacturers here in the states that make it. Yeah, and I don't think and, and it's not smart to say sure let's expand our infrastructure and and take on a whole bunch of debt or finance this growth for what we know is going to be a temporary deal. So a lot of guys got in trouble where they, big manufacturers say, this is the new norm. We're going to be having 7 million new gun owners every year come, come and buy guns. That's not the case. This is a short, temporary thing, but uh, the ripple effect is going to take a while to, to shake out. Right. So they're not going to expand, expand, build more infrastructure to produce more powder. They're going to build what they can build, and God forbid we go to war because these ammunition plants – or the, the powder plants are hold big time government contracts. So you start having to build artillery shells, everything else. Well, then everybody gets screwed. 
Yeah, that, that so, the supply really runs low. Right. So you got to look. All of 2021's powder, that capacity has already been bought up two weeks into January for the year. So for the guy that doesn't plan, he's shit out of luck for the year. You know, I remember as a kid – and this is forever ago, but just how America has changed. You could go to a store. We had a place called Gibson's in Wichita Falls, like a Walmart, and you could walk in, and they would have – Not wear a mask? Bear, you didn't have to wear a mask. That you probably would have been No safer. vaccine card? <laughs> no, no vaccine card. <laughs> Screw y'all. But they had – you could buy fucking kegs of powder just on the shelves. They didn't have yep. no put bag. They just right there on the shelf. Right. And – I can't. Right. I can't remember going to a place that I've seen a keg of powder anymore. No. Where do the reloaders have to do? They have to go buy it specifically somewhere, or do they sell that still in? Um, you can't get it. You you're can't. not gonna. You're not gonna be able to get it. And and the powder, the powder distributor that that we deal with, the, there's been other distributors that have cut OEMs off. They say we've got to support our own distribution business. You know, one pound, four pound, six, eight pound kegs, or whatever you you buy at the, the gun shops. And they said, we're only able to get this much powder this year, so we make more margin packaging up and selling it to, to dealers than we do selling bulk to you. So in the past, OEMs, like not, not the big boys in the world that can buy direct from powder plants, the medium-sized and smaller guys like us that we have to buy through distribution because our buy at one time isn't large enough to go direct. So if we didn't have good relationships with our powder people, like – communicate, pay your bill on time, order enough product, that kind of deal, they'd have turfed us and we've been out on our ass. Oof. So that's where like the, the mindset of like the way we like to grow our business, you honor your word, you do whatever you can to build trust, you pay your bills before they're due. All that in years past has gone extreme distances in securing a healthy supply chain for us. Yeah. Like with our hulls that we have to bring in from Italy, um, there's guys that can't get that shit. We went over there a year and a half ago and had like really, really good dialogue, built solid relationships. So then when we have to put the downstroke for our hull buys a year out, they want 30% down. We give them 50, mm -hmm. give them more than what they need. So, you know, the trust is there. What, um, and that's, that's what we're doing. So that, so the average guy right now, that's a reloader, he can't buy a whole, he can't buy primers or powder anywhere. Right. That's crazy. Right. I didn't realize how much people, I didn't, I didn't really think about it. And it was a 7 million guns. And I was thinking, shit, if everybody just bought a hundred rounds, you know, that's a, that's, you know, 700 million. Yeah. Well, the guys at federal, they did a video where they, they said that, Hey, we've got all these new gun purchases or gun, gun buyers, first timers. Mm -hmm. And if 7 million people need to buy a box of 59 millimeters, do the math. I mean, that consumes yeah. their capacity right now 350 million it, rounds right and i think what you're seeing like all these high prices they're they're opportunistic sellers that are gouging people yes. and i don't think any of the big ammo companies are doing it we're definitely not doing it it's the middlemen whether it's the distributors or it's the retailers that are screwing people and saying that they're getting these huge increases they're not they're not and I think federally even published, I think their prices were going up between 5 and 15% across all product lines. Not 300 Well, that doesn't make <laughs> – yeah, right. That doesn't make a 9-millimeter $2 a rip. Well, that's what uh, – there's a there's a local store here in town that, that is selling ammunition, and 
That was the line that he told uh, one of our guys that went in there was, "Hey, you know, they're they're gouging, they're they're jacking their price up on me, so I got to jack my price up on you." And I think that's what it was. I think it was like a two bucks for a nine millimeter round. Yep. Yeah, pat pass the buck. No, that's that's BS. Now yep. he might be buying it from a distributor who bought it from a wholesaler, right. and those two guys are squeezing them. Right. But someone's someone's lying and screwing people along the way. That's Some, BS. Somebody's fucking somebody somewhere. I had a yep. I had a, a yep. guy that's a, not a competitive shooter, but he shoots all the time. It's his hobby. I made a comment about it. I just don't see that many people need that many rounds because, I mean, I don't, I don't know why I need a 1,000 rounds a 9-millimeter. If it comes down to that, I'm in big trouble probably. And that guy said, oh, yeah, but, but it's your right, Jeff. No, no, it is my right. I just said I personally don't think I need more than a 1,000 rounds. He sounded like a Democrat a no, little bit. I don't, I, I don't give a fuck yeah. if you have a million rounds. I don't if I've if I need a thousand rounds of fucking nine millimeter or forties, I'm in big fucking trouble if that's gonna makes my life better. Did you buy toilet paper when all this happened? We've got four cases probably. <laughs> exactly. Now. So you're hoarding toilet paper, but you're not gonna hoard ammunition. I've got a thousand rounds. Do I need more than that? Maybe. I might have five thousand rounds. I don't even know what I've got, but I'm not going to buy nothing new now. But you got enough toilet paper for four years. Well, I take a shit two times well, a day. I, I don't I shoot my gun every day. Say, you you could argue that that is as good as gold or money because we all know you can't trust the stock market or elections or half the people in Washington. Probably more than seventy-five percent. You can't trust more than yeah. half in Washington. Yeah, try, try to get try to get your head around that. Like, well, maybe maybe ammunition is it's currency if all things go to shit. Right? Yeah, right. That's a good investment. I, I've got a lot of ammo, and I've got more than enough. I think if 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 if, if in my life. I bet I mean, and I have to shoot all that to save my life. Then I'm probably fucked anyway. Well, like he said, what hey. if it's just bartering? What but, if what if it's well, that for a piece of fucking pulled pork or something? I have or more ammo than beef you. Jerky. I have more ammo than you. You don't do. fucking know what I've got. I do too. I went in your closet the other day. You don't fucking but, have a clue. It, listen, Brandon. Here's my deal. A guy tells me that's a competitive shooter. He said, Jeff, I shoot five hundred to thousand rounds each week. And I thought, right. God Almighty, I didn't. That's I didn't lot. think about the people that. But there's a lot of people out there like right. that. I thought. Well, think about going to shoot around a sporting. You can go shoot sporting class. That's a that's hundred rounds. Right. Yep. That's yep. exactly right. right. Yep. And if you do that three no. times a week, you're shooting three hundred rounds a week. Right. So I didn't. I don't. Right. I didn't think of it in that magnitude of how that you know. There's a big faction of people in our country that are competitive shooters that shoot mm-hmm. sporting clays and trap. And they go through. They burn a ton of ammo. Well, just right. think about how much they burn out here during dove season. Whenever they're just fucking around, oh yeah, you know, throwing shit out here, just a weekend away. Now you you mm-hmm. you, you throw in that competitive guy, and he goes on a hunting trip. Well, that's a that's a lot of ammunition right there. Well, either either way, this whole shortage it sucks. Now, boss is going to do everything we can to not not do increase increase prices. I mean, we've been able to absorb two increases in powder last year. Metal increases went up big time. Um, everything got more expensive. We didn't change the price because we create our own efficiencies, right? We, we, right. We're doing more with the same amount of people and, and passing the cost savings that, you know, instead of us making more money, we're just absorbing the hit. But the good thing, the silver lining with this whole thing, two years, of season, maybe it's a year of pain, shortages, whatever. We just added 7 million new gun owners. And a lot of those people aren't guys that think exactly like you and I. Okay, so that's only going to strengthen the Second Amendment, provided everyone doesn't just fall in line and say, oh, well, I got to wear a mask today. Okay, fine. (laughs) I bought this gun yesterday. I got to give it back to you tomorrow. Cool. I think once someone 
owns a gun, they <laughs> responsibly know how to care for it, and they say, I'm allowed to have this. This is my constitutional right. They're not going to let someone take it away from them. So it's only going to strengthen the 2A uh, position, and there's going to be less pressure on it as a result, my opinion. So you, you mentioned the stock market. Uh, what do you think about everything that's going on with it right now? Are you investing in these Reddit stocks? <laughs> I'm getting my ass handed to me right now, but I'm, I'm protesting. Yeah. What, yeah. Um, so you, I never trust the stock market. I've never made that much money in it. I've dabbled with it when I was in college and you know, the, I don't, I don't trust, I don't trust it at all. And I think those guys on Reddit, they hit on something and the big boys figure out a way to, to squirm their way out of, out of that position they were in. And it's bullshit. The SEC is letting them get away with it. The government's going to let them get away with it. And, I got those stocks. I'm going to ride them down to zero if I have to. Even if there's a one-half a 1% chance I might get my money back, I'm going to ride it down to zero out of protest. So when did you get in? Did you get in like a, a week ago when, all this, week, was, when yeah, all this was hitting? Last week, yep. See, last I got week, in late. I got in. Within 20 minutes, I was up 30%. Mm-hmm. And then I, I saw it all evaporate. And then I got, as those guys say, I got paper hands. And I got out of one of them. I held the other two, and I kicked myself in the ass. And then I went and bought back in. And now I'm I'm holding on all. I'm holding on uh, on GameStop, BlackBerry, and AMC. That shit is all a bunch of it's bullshit. The way that the government has let those people get by with it. But that shows you just like this election, how little minions we all are over here. Don't matter what you got, yep. unless you're in that inner circle in Manhattan or D.C. And the funny thing in D.C. is the Democrats always talk about well. Trump and all his Wall Street friends. Then they were the fuckers with all the That's Wall Street bullshit. friends. Yeah, they're yep. the ones with the Wall Street connections. Don Jr. was was pushing everything too. He was behind it. He was doing the, the diamond hand deal really? on his social media. It was awesome. Fuck yeah. Yeah. No, you got you get probably five or fifteen hedge fund guys yeah. that can pull their strings and illegally get out of a situation they walk themselves into flying in the face of 7 million minions uh, united against them. Yep. It's bullshit. It is. I saw what that stock was doing, and then Robinhood shut down out of the best interest of the market and everyone else, and then that's when you let all those guys in their short positions get away. Mm-hmm. Boom, they slid right out. I'm still a Had big... Had them by the balls. Yep. I, I'm, I'm still a big, big, big believer that there's going to be some old-fashioned justice done to some of these fuckers in in, in Manhattan and Washington D.C. before the next four years yep, is up. Is. I mean, I I'm not a financial guy at all. I I make my own money doing my own thing, investing in my own business. Um, but before the election, I pulled my 401k out and just have it in in cash, like a whatever they do. I said, move it out of the markets, mm-hmm. foreign, domestic, all that shit. Get out of it because I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the next the next big dip because they say, Oh, the long position is the long term. If you stay in, you make 3% or 4%, blah, 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 blah. You're better off. No bullshit. I'm waiting for this thing to tank again. And then I'm going to go all in and ride it on the upside and I'll still come out ahead. A lot of people did that. I mean, a whole lot of people did that. I know it was a common, uh, and I didn't know what to well, do. And I mean, you know, you have, so you, you had AOC and Trump jr. Finally agree on something. Yeah, that's crazy that, right there. That should, that should speak volumes to the world. What 
is wrong here when these two people so far opposite agree that something's not right? Well, it's kind of like Nancy Pelosi buying all that Tesla stock, you know, two days before they announced that stuff. Now, I don't know how legal. Yeah. How the fuck have we gotten where it's legal to, to be insider trading just because you work in Washington, D.C. as an elected official? Second, how, how I don't understand how we let them get by with no term limits. I mean, mm-hmm. we just let them make their own fucking rules and just keep going. And every year, every decade, it just gets worse and worse and worse. You know, well, I think people get drunk on power and you look at the history of time with all the kings and yeah. oppressive rulers and why the United States was formed. It was all to get out from under the thumb of oppression. And in the whole you know, measure of time, the United States is still a baby, just like boss. Right. Like right. when we were in Italy, you'd go tour these towns or go drive through these towns. You look at these buildings. I say, my God, how old is this this building? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. 400, 500 years, and they talk about it like it was built last week. <laughs> yeah. So, so these are like, we're, we're, democracy and freedom is a very new idea relative to, to mankind. So I think what happens is maybe Italy at one point in time thought freedom was a good idea and that got squashed. And we might be going towards that, that same point if you start looking at it. And I don't want to be a conspiracy theory guy, but Man, from the mask mandate to restaurants not being allowed to open, now in Michigan we can open up at 25%, but you have to be closed by 10 p.m. because we all know the coronavirus becomes active yeah. when it wakes up at 10.01, right? Yeah. That's it, the only time you just, can get it. I, I don't take removal of civil liberties lightly. And they've been taken from us, and too many people say it's okay. It's no big deal. Sure, I don't mind wearing a mask because it allows me to travel. No bullshit. <laughs> Jeff, you should be allowed to travel throughout this whole country without having to wear a mask. You should. Now that that, that brings me to another topic. When uh, when do you think Canada will reopen? Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. Trudeau. When you got Trudeau, say Biden went too far. That's another. That's another one of those those dichotomies of Trump and AOC agreeing on something. You've got Trudeau, who's as far left as they come, yeah. saying Biden. What the hell are you doing with the XL thing? This was a this was a deal that was good for everyone. You're gonna shut it down? You went too far. That's like big time wake up people. Well what we can't understand is just like this border wall and the Keystone Pipeline, aren't there contracts that are in place that are good for, you know, so many years in advance? Like hadn't that shit already been paid for? Like how how do yeah, they how I'm do sure they come back yeah. and then just say, Oh no, we're we're actually done just because of president? I'm sure there's there's cancellation clauses that are probably going to be covered by the federal government. Untold numbers of money. The corporations are probably fine. The 11,000 people who are working on the line get screwed. Right. Just go find another job. Yeah, no big deal. Right, Joe? Just go find another job. Yeah. But, but, but we just couldn't understand because you know that there's contracts involved in all this shit. Like there's, there's you know, people have signed contracts for years worth of work or whatever, but I can't understand how they're getting out of it. It's all about optics, and I think what they'll – the theory is, like, I always thought, like, the whole liberal Democrat agenda, they were really good at coming up with ideas that could, like, get Trump out of the way or advance their initiative, but they always sucked on the uh, the implementation or timing of their strategies, like the first impeachment and all mm-hmm. this other crap, right? I kind of thought that when Biden started doing all these executive orders, changing everything in the first couple days, you didn't... The joke was like, hey, you got four years. You don't need to screw everything up in the first week. <laughs> but I think the, long, the long-term the long optics on how it's going to look 
in two years' time when, when midterms come up, all the damage has already been done. All they have to do is talk about something good that they did right. for two or three weeks before the election, and everyone's going to vote for them again. So they let's screw everything up now. Everyone will forget about it, and then we'll be safe in two years and then in four years. Fuck, we're, having, we, we're living in a monarchy now. There's no fucking – there's nothing political happening in this country right now that's good. There's nothing bipartisan. Look, they, they, I guess this new stimulus that they want to do was 49 to 50 or 50, right. whatever it was, 50 to 49. I mean, there's no... We got Joe Manchin, though. We got Joe Manchin. He's, he, if there ever is a glimmer of hope, a bipartisan support for moving an agenda that's mutually beneficial for everyone in this country, it's guys like Joe Manchin. He's a Democrat. Right. But, but you, he, knows, he knows what it's going to take to work. And I, I hate to say it, man, but... The last Democrat that actually got shit done was Bill Clinton. Yeah, because he had Newt Gingrich in the House. Yep. They worked pretty good yep. together. We, we Joe Biden doesn't have a fucking clue what's going on. He don't know if he just shit his pants or he just ate Wheaties. He, and, he is you lost. Know, I, I'm back to the point of, like, got to give the guy a little compassion because he's in the, the late stages of life with, I mean, if he don't have dementia... I guess I don't know what dementia is. Yeah, I say we got a year, and it just—I feel bad for whoever propped him up and put him in that position to make him think that he's capable of doing it. His wife and ought to have her ass wrong. whooped. His wife is yeah. part of this problem too. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's it, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks. I don't know how the powers to be decided that Kamala Harris is the one that they thought that needed to be up there with him. That's what shocks 2%. me. Yeah, that I just I can't. Whoever's pulling the strings. I don't know if it's Black Lives Matter. I don't know who it is that thought that she needed to be there. Because she doesn't bring – she's not an asset to our country at all. And Joe Biden is not. Yep. His days are done. He's He don't know what he's doing. He's just going to keep signing shit. He don't know what – he has no clue what's going on. And our country yeah. is going to pay for it down the road. Uh, I just – I don't – I just don't see any good coming out of the next couple of years. But even who gives a shit when we get to midterms? And you're just going to have some other fucking crooks in there. I don't trust the Republican Party no more than do the Democrat Party. Well, and it doesn't no. matter how many votes they get. I mean, if if somebody else is doing the vote counting, that's what you got to concern yourself box. with. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, well, in, in perfect, perfect example about that. So they were going to have Amazon people were going to start voting to unionize certain yep. warehouses. Yep. And uh, Bezos, right? Bezos. Yes. Yeah. Says. Wait, wait a minute, guys. We can't have online voting. We need we need to vote in person to make sure this is fair. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, there's a reason why he said that, because he knows how unfair the presidential... Did you see what's going on in Myanmar? I don't know how he pronounces it. Myanmar? I don't the, know. The country. Myanmar? What? I don't know how the fuck you pronounce it. The country? It. Yeah, how do you say it? My, Myanmar. Myanmar? I don't yeah. even know where no, my... I don't, know. I don't even know where Myanmar is, to be honest with you. And I'm pretty good at geography. So anyways, I think it's in Southeast Asia somewhere. Uh, that, they had an election, and they used Dominion voting machines. And it come out that their machine, they had a, a fraudulent election. They have a coup going on over there, but our government wants to step in. Biden wants to send our troops over there because it's not fair for countries to have unsafe elections. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't live in, you can't fucking make this shit up. I mean, first you know, of all, it, I wouldn't it, touch that if I was him. He's fuck. He's done. No. He's done way worse than that. Myanmar's in Burma. Well, it's Southeast Asia. Southeast Asia. Yeah. But my my big thing is, I can deal with paying more taxes. I can deal with 
And that's about it. That's the only thing I'm going to concede and allow allow the new regime. That you want to screw with my taxes, fine. But I'm done taking mandates and tell me what I can and can't do that goes against the Constitution. And my big fear leading up to the election, I think we talked about it in the fall, was this 2A thing and Biden's platform of repealing guns, banning online ammunition, can't do any online purchases of guns, even though that means nothing. Um, I mean, that really, really had me panic there for a while. Like, how is Boss going to stay viable if our sole source of distribution becomes illegal? Right. But the more that I think about it, these 7 million new gun owners is a big plus. Joe Manchin is a plus. The filibuster is a plus. And if these guys want to spend all their political collateral for the next two years arguing about who's going to get what for free, let them do it. Right. Yeah, because that Let takes that it. takes Just, the that takes the focus off of two A and yep. like you said, I want right makes you wonder sometimes if any of them fuckers ever took an economics class. No, well, it, it depends if your economics professor was at a state run university, liberal arts school. I'm sure they did. Just you can't print money. And they're implement, <laughs> implementing those strategies as we speak. I just, I, I saw a map yesterday that showed how much of this stimulus money went over to foreign countries and stuff, and I'm thinking, all of it. Does anybody in fucking Washington D.C. ever say, whoa, 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 hold on, let's do what's best for the citizens of this country? Not one of them fuckers says it. They get up and argue yeah, and say they do, but they're not going to do nothing. It's no, it's no different than having an argument with your wife. That's one thing. You can argue the sky is purple, or I say it's blue, and I swear sometimes I, I'm starting to believe the bullshit. <laughs> she says it's purple, then, well, may, you know what? Maybe it is purple. You go to a liberal arts school, and they teach you economics 101, and you're going to say, all right, I accept that. I believe that is truth because I pay for this education. This guy's professional, right? And you take that as, as fact, and you run forward, just like this mask thing. I hate to keep going back to the mask, but some scientist is saying um, the mask is saving lives. So therefore, you should wear a mask when you've got science that flies in the face of that and says that's bullshit. So why should we be forced to do something that we know there's at least enough information that supports the contrary? Yeah. Why are you making it a mandate? And that's where people people this country was founded upon the belief, in fact, that you're allowed to have your own set of beliefs and do your own thing and not be persecuted for it as a result. And, and where we're going down the path now, we're talking about having the thought police or whatever it is. That you reality reality uh, ministry. Yeah, reality, reality police that's going to start saying what we can and cannot read on social media forums and what is true and what isn't true. It ain't right. Well, you're already seeing that a little bit on, you know, Facebook and all these other places, especially during election right. season. Like, no, this right. was this was partially false or this was mm-hmm. they block so much shit on Facebook. It's and, and, it, and I hate to say it, bipartisan, when the liberals want to do it and the, the conservative movement wants to blame the liberals for doing this, I don't think it, it's a Democrat-Republican thing. It's people who we think are the far left that maybe are, but they're the ones that are going to turn that same weapon on their own people. And look at all these, all these Reddit kids and the investors that I've followed – they're people that think AOC is the greatest thing. They love Bernie Sanders. They're far-left ideologues. Good for them for having their own set of beliefs. They just got screwed by the same people that they thought they had faith and trust in. That's exactly right. Yeah. Exactly so, right. So You uh, got you got. Go ahead. 
Oh no, I was gonna I was gonna ask you. Did uh, I was gonna switch topics? Did you uh, did you have a deep feeling down inside that the Packers were gonna shit the bed a couple Sundays oh, ago? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But honestly, this was the easiest NFL season I had to watch because I could really give a shit one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so I'm so over the whole like. Let's unite everyone by dividing some by dividing us, right? It's BS. It's BS. The way the way you unite people is by treating everyone the same, regardless of what color your skin is or what you believe in this and that. Like, wake up, work hard, pay taxes, bleed red. You're an American. Love you. <laughs> and by you know, that's a fact of the matter, man. By by having and you see it on social media, all these brands now are going out of their way to embrace the minority population, this and that. And same thing with Biden. Before he even picked his candidate, he announced, my vice president is going to be a woman of color. Wait a minute. Whatever happened to, let's pick the best person for the job, regardless if they're white or purple or yellow or black or pink. When, when did, since when did color of your skin become more important than qualifications for the job? Right, 2012. And if Kamala Harris was the best candidate for the job, God love her for being being who she is. Yeah. I'm all for it. But don't use race and religion or sex or whatever it is as a reason why you're going to put someone in that position. Second most powerful per- person in the world. You're going to pick them based upon sex and color of their skin. What happens if if what happens if the next guy says? I'm going to pick a white male to be my v- my VP. The guy will get skewered. Yeah, he won't uh, he won't make it out of the primaries because that's all nope. they'll focus on. Because nope. all, all that privilege he's dripping in. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's all it is. What, what, what do you think about the guy from Pennsylvania or the Shim or whatever the fuck it is that's our Secretary of Health? Have you seen the pictures of that guy? Yeah, you're stirring him. <laughs> you're stirring him up. And again, I'm. I, I don't. I'm going to try to be nice about this whole thing. Maybe I should just keep my mouth. Shut. You're stirring I guess them up. if you're going to if you're going to if you're going to take a pragmatic approach to to people's lives and health in the way because this guy's secretary of health or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Uh, health and Human Services. Okay. I I guess I would favor someone who would take a more pragmatic approach and never had to question that deeply their own identity and then could impose I, whatever i'm i'm staying away from that one how the hell can <laughs> I'm staying away from that. i saw i saw a picture of him yesterday wearing a fucking baby dress baby dress yeah <laughs> and i'm thinking that's who you you actually representing you there is no corporation in this country that's gonna let someone like that move up the ranks to be at a position that they're well, going to be the the uh, hey, show person for their that to to be the leader of that business. There's no way. I I guess you know what. Wake up, work hard, bleed red, pay taxes. Fine. I don't care if you're purple. I guess it falls into that. I just don't know if it's in the best interest of the people he serves and represents to maybe maybe be that forward. He was given the job because of that, though. That's the thing. He, he was. I, 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 he, she, they. It's a him. Whatever the them, term is. Pronouns. Yeah. He, he's got a penis. It, it's a him. If that's what. The, yes. I hate to say it, but I think you're right. I think they were given that job just to. It's almost exploitation, man. It's, it's pandering. I think it's gross. 
I think it's it's disrespectful of his personal beliefs because I I would venture to say there's probably someone well more qualified without having to dig too deep that you could put in that role that would do a better job. Oh, probably at my local hospital here. Here, here's the thing with the guy i don't give a shit if he wears stockings and garters and whatever i don't give a shit what he does i don't care who he sleeps with i don't care what he thinks he is but you don't represent the majority of our country and to you get propped up like that just because you like to wear fucking baby clothes and shit is ridiculous and you can't tell me when he goes and walks through the pentagon or where or not the the capital people in there aren't going check out oshim over there you know them other people are laughing but they know he got put up there just because they can say and look what joe biden did right he gave a cross dresser or transgender whatever the fuck it is yeah well i know it's going to infuriate some people and other people are going to praise it let's just hope that if anything else like maybe it can teach people to be a little bit more tolerant and understanding of others with different opinions. Now that's, that's kind of a, it's, it's a pipe dream to think that a guy that crazy could pull that off, but hopefully there's a silver lining in it somewhere. I don't see it yet, but the last thing we need is people getting pissed off and shooting each other and burning other people's shit down, you know? Well, I mean, and it's obvious this, if, if this person has this much inner turmoil, that there's some mental health that's lacking so the fact that maybe not maybe we're the ones that are nuts for thinking there's something wrong with him well that's kind of where i I go sometimes like maybe i'm the maybe i'm the the one that's not right well put me on the top of that list because i obviously have a lot of fucked up feelings because i think the dude's a a joke i really do kind of like black lives matter getting up for a nobel peace prize you got to be fucking kidding me no, that's that's one I don't have a problem taking a position on flaming because that's complete bullshit. Yeah, I that's just complete bullshit. Our world we live in is just nuts to think that that would even be propped up. The double right. standards. Um, I have no problem with them arresting anybody that went in the Capitol building, and if they tore something up, fucking arrest them. But I also yeah. think they ought to use the same standards to anybody that burned up a freaking building in Minneapolis or wherever else it is, or these assholes in Portland, Oregon that tear up shit. We got an ongoing deal in Portland. They attacked the federal courthouse every night. Why aren't we arresting them mm-hmm. people? The problem is these people are being leveraged for their own power. The Democrat, say here I go being political again, but I think the far left people who are trying to get all the power are using these people's races against them to create the conflict only to come in later and say, look, we'll fix the problem, and then you make everyone out to be the, the underprivileged, out to be the hero in this, and they're the ones that deserve it. Shit, they don't care about they don't care about black lives and all that other stuff. All they want is the power, and if they can use them as the tool to get them in that position to get the power, they're happy. They could give a shit what happens to us. Well, no, I mean, that's it's gross. It's exactly right. Yep. It's all identity the, politics. The conservative, the conservative politicians were the guys that ended slavery. Mm-hmm. That was not a liberal view. That was the ultra conservative that ended slavery. But whatever. And I, I, I mean, mean, well, like I say, I hold true to it, man. I don't care if you're guy, girl, pink, purple, black, yellow, white. You want a job? You work hard. You do your shit. You obey the rules. You pay your taxes. You're an American. There's no. room for you on my team. No, that's exactly right. But I want the best qualified. I don't want you propped up just because you identify right. as something else. And you're just, right. that, I don't want you to just be a check mark in somebody's uh, list of, yeah, look what I did. I put this person up there. Yep. You're not fucking qualified. Yep. You're just a fucking check mark, is all that you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So, boss, you yeah. are we? We're switching. When are we switching to boss Tom? When are we? When are we making that transition? Probably the next two weeks. Next two weeks or so, we'll switch over. We're gonna do a limited run. It's not gonna be big. I mean, we're not we're not turkey hunters. We're duck hunters that kill turkeys in the spring, right? Right. So I think we probably will run out of that, but it ain't no big deal. If you can't get a TSS tungsten copper plated number nine or whatever the hell, just go take a Boss Five and call that turkey within thirty yards and whack him. Boss know? Five will do it. Um, did you did uh, did you see a lot of? I pumped the the three five blend. That's my favorite uh, load that you guys have. Did y'all see a lot of yeah. that this year? Yeah, that's probably our number two most popular load. Behind the five? five. Behind the five. Yep. yep. Let me let me tell yep. you. It's a freak show, so I'm, we're we're gonna we're gonna do some testing this this summer if I have time to do it and see why people rave about it so much. I've got some theories as to why it works because I would think by now it's been around for I guess two and a half seasons. It really, really, really took off in 2019, the back half of 2019 when we could produce it. Um, and I know that sometimes, like, you think people want to stroke your ego and say, oh, man, your shit's the best stuff out there, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes you, like, need to say, guys, chill out a little bit because people are going to think that you got, like, some obsession over this stuff, and it's not magical. But I got to dig in and see why people love it as much as they do because it's, it's working better than what I would have thought it would work with our testing we did three years ago. Yeah. But you tell me, what's the story with the 3.5? Why is it Why is it killer? I don't know why it's a killer, but I can tell you just shooting the 3.5 and then just shooting a uh, regular 5, and I shot a lot of cranes this year. The 3.5 three, yeah. is punishing. Well, I guess you could say it's because it's got number 3s in it. Right. I mean, the 3.5 versus the straight 5. Do you ever shoot our number 4s? Never have, no. Okay. Uh-uh. Because it seems like guys will shoot the... They'll settle on the four or that three five, but they don't want to shoot the five. Um, but again, man, I, I just got to dig in deeper. But it's a, I mean, it's a freak show of a of a popular load. I mean, people love it; they rave about it. And I don't know if it's the pellets fly. I I believe it's because the pellets fly in mass, and you get a little drafting effect with the little guys following the big guy because they're mixed in, right? And that's why they pattern tighter, or. It could be complete bullshit, and guys can't kill that well, and they're terrible shots, and the threes and fives string out longer, so it handicaps it. So it's a longer shot string, so it gives a little more fudge factor in there if they can't lead right. That could be it. But i gotta, I got to turn over all the rocks and figure out why. That, that will probably be the camp that I'm in. Just a shitty shot, <laughs> and I've got, I've got some fucking wiggle room with the three five. I don't know. Jeff, what do you think? Jeff, Jeff had to run to the bathroom. Um, he's, he's just taking a piss outside. Jeff, you know how many times Jeff shot a shotgun this season? How many? Zero. Not one. The shoulder? Not one time. Jeff, did you shoot a shotgun at all this year? He's having to think. He either, he was either the shoulder or he was afraid of contracting COVID from, <laughs> from the client. Are you making fun of me now? <laughs> well, Yeah. I don't think you shouldered a shotgun at all. Um, we're supposed to do a fun hunt uh, Saturday with my oldest son, uh, yeah. but it's looking like the birds are pretty pretty thin. It's eighty five here today, so it's not even supposed to get cold now until like Monday now, too. Right. Um, I think I shot. I dove hunted a couple times. I think I did. did. I shot dove. Yeah, I dove hunted with the twenty eight. Jeff, 
What? Jeff, you're going to like this. So there's one that we're coming out with uh, this year. It's called the Light 12. So we've got a, a group of older guys up in New York that have a, a club, and they're in their 70s now, and they still want to shoot those 12 gauges, but the recoil is too much for them. So we gave them some of our fiber wad that shoots like butter smooth, super soft. And they're like, yeah, that still is a little bit too much for us. So we went back to the drawing board and we just got done testing it all day. We're going to start producing them. And it's, uh, Lee's calling it the light 12. It's a one ounce, almost square load 12 gauge that uses a super hot powder. It burns real quick and it's got a super squishy wad. So it shoots like a trap load, but it's a, Magnum velocity, wrecking fool. I mean, it's it's going to be awesome because we know the velocity, the ballistics are what they are. So it's going to kill just like everything else. But our patterns that we're throwing are like super uniform, super dense, out to forty yards, and it's going to be a cool one for us. So little kids, women, older guys, people with tore up shoulders can shoot that thing. It's going to be a fun one. They'll love that. If I hunt, mm-hmm. if I go hunt, I'm going to shoot my twenty eight gauge. Like that's all I it. shot all year. And Except I, I do something once with the 12. The 28's all I shoot now. That's all I'm going to shoot. And I'm, I don't know that – I used to shoot a 20, and I like shooting a 28. And I don't know if I'll hunt next year. I it, I don't mind hunting. I've got an idea of I some don't things. mind hunting. I don't mind hunting. It's just not – I don't have time. I like to I, I like to watch the birds and stuff. I just don't have time to hunt. We are so busy around here during hunting season. I am – What else are you doing in the morning between 4 and 9? Scouting. Scouting. As soon as the sun's out, I scout. If when the birds are flying, I'm scouting. I'm working. I'm not, I mean, and then as soon as I get done scouting, I've got to go to the post office. I've got to go to the bank. I've got to come to the office. We got call. I mean, I'm busy. I stay very busy. So your, your payoff and your reward being in the industry isn't doing the killing yourself. No. It's, it's having happy clients and the camaraderie. Yes. Well, and it's, it's making a, it's making a plan. It's what are we going to do for yep. the, what are the, the next three days? Okay, we've got this, this, and this. Let's let's you try to make a plan. The water. Right, like let's try to figure. Let's try to get some stuff. Let's try to get some hunts lined up, and um, because you know, and, and this year what happened was, uh, you know, we have that place up in Oklahoma, so he's back and forth mm-hmm. a little bit that way, but uh, you know, he he tries to get every all the ducks in a row before he has to uh, depart or do something else. So that's that's where yep. he gets his thrills is getting everything lined up. Did, did you guys have a good season this year? No. Terrible. Worst season we've ever had. And we had some good hunts. We killed a lot of cranes. Gosh, we killed a ton of cranes this year. Killed a lot of cranes. Lee said something the last time we had him on, and we got to get Lee back on. Um, we were talking about Canada being closed. In the push, yeah. Yep, he said, "I'm I'm worried that there's not going to be enough pressure to push the birds out, and and the lack of winter on that too." The motherfucker was right. I think when you put everything together, no pressure in Canada, <laughs> lack of winter, everything stayed either north of the border or in the Dakotas. Blake, that's in Nebraska right now, said that they're loaded up with little geese. Yep, shouldn't happen this time of year. But yeah, this season right. was terrible. We uh. We had a bad season. Our ducks didn't show up until after the season closed. We had one push early in the season, a freak push that shouldn't have happened. And then we had stale birds, by us at least, yep. and nothing showed up until middle of January. We, we, we had a hard season. But I am going to hunt next year maybe in October. I'm thinking about with our YouTube series we're going to have come out, going and filming and hunting a couple of days and going to some different parts in the country and hunt with some guys that we have on our Public Hunter segment. YouTube series, eh? Yes. 
We're yeah. Gonna, nice. We'll have it. And was I not supposed to say that? No, no, no. I fuck. I don't even say whatever you want on here, Jeff. Oh, I can't anything. Yeah, what? Fuck! Okay. I don't care. You're, well, you've already admitted to a whole lot today, so yes. I mean, you know, um, wh- anyway, what's the difference? Anyways, in October, before we get busy and we're still dove season, I would like to go during the week and hunt some places. I'm going to try to Democrat some hunts off of some different public hunters we have that have invited us to different places, and I'm going to try to do that. You know, all right. And we we had that freak storm in October. We did not get a cold front at all in November. And we had gone through most of December before we ever even sniffed. We cold got a little. Weather. We got a little snow at Christmas Eve and Christmas Day here. How was client experience was still good though? They were happy, right? Majority of our clients were very happy, or not very happy. I'm gonna say most of our clients had a great time. They were happy to be out of the house. Um, yeah. Right. Our rebookings is tremendous from last year to this year. We're, we, we've got a lot yep. of hunts, uh, big groups of people, podcast hunters are a lot of them, but. Most all of my all podcast right, so guys that, are regular hunters too, and they know it was tough uh, everywhere because of weather. What group is tougher to keep happy? The regular hunters that don't do social media, or the podcast guys that that know about about you guys? Most of our podcast guys aren't problems at all. We put yeah. more pressure on ourselves, I think, than they do. Most of them guys yeah. are waterfowl hunters, and they're just happy. We um a lot of guys that come here from different places come here to shoot specs. They want to shoot cranes. They want to do things different that they don't have at home, and we were able to do that this year. We had, mm-hmm. we had one group left that um, was not happy that I know of. Everybody else, even if it was bad days, might have been disappointed, but we, we sold a lottery bookings, which we work hard. If we don't have a good season, it's not because of the guys ain't working hard and shit. It's just because we ain't had no winner. And I think having yep. a lodge, it's a major fucking headache, but having a lodge and having meals provided and having them come back to a place where, like, you know, it's different. If you have a bad hunt and just go sit in your hotel room, well, then you just kind of, right. you just fucking stew on it. But if you're at the lodge and you know you've got, uh, you got you'll see the guys at lunch. You'll see the guys at dinner. They talk to you. You know you're kind of interact with them. That that takes some of the burden off. I I think the ladies saved our ass a lot of days this year. Sure, and we have good meals here and they eat good, and people. You know, man, the meals were great. We appreciate it. I mean, it was it was it was not a bad year at all. We made a lot of good memories. It was just a tough hunting season. So do you guys have a have like that book that all the charter captains have down in Florida, the fishing captains? We got the, this book that whenever they get clients that come in, they ask where they're from, and they'll sneak in and, and look up that city and then come up with a couple interesting facts to bullshit with them. No, no. Jeff's just a, a better tip. Jeff's just a walking encyclopedia. Well, I don't know. You already got that. it. That's all. I mean, that's all it is. Any anytime anybody walks in, Jeff says, "Where are you from?" And then it's being this being in business this long we've hunted somebody from there or he finds out what industry they're in. And then he finds, you know, somebody that worked alongside of him 20 years ago. I just visit, I just visit with people. I talk to people all the time and I've been doing a long time and I know a lot of people from a lot of places. I read a lot. And so I, I'm a fun fact type of guy anyways about stuff, but I'm not trying to be, I'm not cheesy about it. I seriously, I like visiting with people from different places. That's why I enjoy my trips when me and Michelle get on the road and we go to places I've never been in little small areas. I like to see places I've never been. You'll be able to go wherever you want. The world really is that is pretty darn small one. And that's what I've learned with, with boss is how closely connected people are. Yeah. Um, in all different walks of life. Like we were out, um, I was in Oklahoma on a hunt last year and there's this guy that said, I said, where are you from? He goes, I'm from a small town in, in Florida. I said, try me. He <laughs> says, I'm from Flagler beach. I said, Flagler beach. I said, you know, a guy by the name of Joe Lynch. 
how the hell do you know Joe Lynch? I said, Joe Lynch is a traveling gypsy that came up and worked the summer for me when I was running asphalt. How do you know him? He said, I graduated high school with him. You know, it's just the world gets so incredibly small, and it's, it's really neat what kind of ties everyone together, even though everyone can be all different, you know, scattered about. But, it, but once you and, talked about that with him, you had a bond with him. Oh, yeah. we still. He texted me last night. See, that that's what I'm talking That's That's what... I try to do is to visit. And that's what I have trouble with with some of my young guides is they don't understand the communication part with people. You know? Mm-hmm. It's just, mm-hmm. it just amazing. I'll ask a question and it'll be like, duh. And I'm like, how the hell do you not ask that? Or well, they were say- raised on the two-by-two two screen, man. I mean, that's yep. the thing. It's, you got to get out. See how Go see how small the world really is for yourself instead of living it vicariously through a fucking telephone. That's exactly right. And starting the podcast, I've realized Jeff has always said this, and I kind of didn't believe it when I was growing up, but how incredibly small the hunting industry is mm-hmm. and how yeah. fucking the game of telephone does not take long. And Well, look at like yesterday. We have one guy that says these guys, guys are saying bosses dangerous. Don't shoot the shit. Within five minutes, I was able to get a senior level guy at the company called cell phone. <laughs> one phone call is all it took. <laughs> Hey, motherfucker! Is that how you started no, that conversation? No, it wasn't like that, man. It wasn't. It wasn't like that. Was it? But I mean, of course, I'm going to protect our brand. Like, I don't. I don't appreciate people using using their platform while they're paid by a corporation that is a long-standing business that's highly respected. I respect the shit out of out of that company. Yeah. And to know that they, if nothing else, they just had to understand they got people at the low levels of the business saying disparaging things about our company, right? which are untrue. And if you got a problem and our shells are too hot and they're blowing people's guns up and they're, they're dangerous, back up with science. That's, That's all right. I want. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I mean, like, like he said, and you, you never know, that could have been, that could have, that could have been going around the fucking call center or whatever they have. Like, Hey, right. like we're getting calls well, about boss or, or, or whatever. So you don't know. At I the mean, same time, I, I guess I should say is there was a guy that, that one of our customers called same company earlier in the year and they're like, Oh yeah, I shoot that same stuff. It's freaking killer. So, I mean, <laughs> it's on both sides. It goes both ways. Yeah. Goes both ways. yeah. Hey, where do you fly at? When you fly into your town, where do you fly into commercial? South bend. Okay. South bend is a half hour from us. Uh, Grand Rapids is an hour. Chicago midways, a little over an hour. Kalamazoo is 45 minutes. What are you getting at here? You sound like you're about to Democrat something off of Brandon here. No, I've never tried to Democrat anything off Brandon. We're going to northern Michigan this summer. We rented oh. a, a cabin on a lake, the family. Yep. And we were going to fly into a town, a airport called Pellstone, maybe. Oh, Pellstone's up in the UP. Yeah, yeah. That, that's where we're landing. We're going. We're being right. We're only like ten minutes away from there where we're staying at. But Jesus, to fly in and out there is a pain in the ass. I think we're just going to fly Pelston, into Detroit. Pellstone. Yeah, that's the old Ki Sawyer. Uh, international, well, it's KS or International, whatever. That was an old uh, airbase where the Northern Shield, back in the Cold War, uh-huh. that had a fleet of B-52 bombers that got decommissioned maybe 20 years ago now. And they say that there's so much jet fuel on that property that it's like six feet deep, like maybe 15 feet under the soil that covers the entire uh, airport property. From leaky fuel tanks, from having those bombers oh, fuel spilled on the ground, yeah, they and you'll put, see that airport's huge. It's got a ten thousand foot runway. The thing is like forever long for those B fifty twos. That was when they so was, they had them all along Minot and in North Dakota. Uh, there was one in Minnesota. We have they go all along that northern border. So in case 
the Ruskies were going to launch a missile, we were able to go up there and, and do our deal back at them. That was when we flew the looking glass where we had a, a general, a five-star general, a four-star general in flight at all times. That's right. Yep. That's I, right. I, I had a friend of mine back 30 years ago whose dad was one of the generals that did that. Mm-hmm. And they would put them on a plane mm-hmm. and they'd refuel them and they'd fly for like eight or ten hours and then have another one come in. And that's, So they flew out of that Pellstone area? Yeah, it was. Well, K.I. Sawyer was the name of the air base. I'll be damned. Yeah, we're going up there for the summer. We're going to be there for a week. Anyways, I okay. didn't. I didn't know. I was just curious to how far you from the, how far you were from that area. Uh, driving about nine hours, eight hours. To go across all of Michigan. Well, you got You if you go straight south all along the middle of Lake Michigan, that's like when I fly personally. From our airport, and I go up that direction. I'm flying a heading of like 340 degrees, so it's almost straight north. So as the crow flies, it's 300 miles, but you got to drive all the way down around the lake. Oh well, anyways, I'm looking forward to that trip. I, I, that's pretty area up there. Yeah, it's awesome. Wait, when is that? In June? Yeah, we're going the last week of June, I believe. Yeah, snow should be all melted by then. Uh, if it's not, it's no big deal. We're going to go to Mac. I've always wanted to go to Mackinac Island, anyways. Well, then you're getting close. That's only three and a half hours from us here. Well, I'm only I'm not very far from Mackinac Island. Maybe I'm screwed up thinking where you're going. I'm going like, to that Pellstone area. Yeah, that's a three hour. That's three hours from Mackinac, isn't it? No, I don't think so. Jeff doesn't know. It's that COVID vaccine. They brainwash you. I haven't even you. had the I, And you, you know what? Start, you I'm not taking it. Chinese I, pretty quick. I'm not even going to get to take it either. <laughs> what? The, uh, Why? Because I'm going the to. vaccine? Yeah, I'm Uh-oh. going to. Uh, I can't be gone. Me and Michelle are going on vacation, and I'm going to be gone in two weeks when I would have to take my second one, so I can't take this one yet. Darn. It only took one hour and 22 minutes, but we got him to change his mind, Andy. <laughs> no, y'all didn't. I just, I'm not going to miss my vacation. <laughs> so fucking selfish. There is no way Pellstone is no damn eight hours from you. No, Pellston by driving. Yes, because you have to go all the way up through Michigan or around through Illinois, Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin to get there. There's no straight shot. Pellston is south of uh, Mackinac City. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Pellston. Yes, I'm thinking. I'm thinking Gwyn. Yeah, Pellston's only three hours from us. There you go. <laughs> I was like, say, there he's lost his damn mind. There's no way that. So, Pelston's only three hours from y'all? Yeah, why don't you come on down? Well, I'm looking at, I'm trying to find cheaper airlines. That's what an airplane, that's what I'm thinking about doing. We may fly into, does Southwest fly into Grand Rapids or any of that? They sure do. Southwest does, and then obviously you can go into Chicago Midway. Fuck, I don't want that. No, fuck that. I, have, I spent an hour there in October, and I might as well have been in fucking Moscow, Russia. Yeah. Midway's the bad one, isn't it? No, they're all shitholes. They're both. I shit thought holes. Midway was in the bad part of town. All of Chicago's no. a bad part of town. Well, that is true. That's in yeah. Schiller Park, isn't it? Uh, I don't know if it, maybe it is considered Schiller Park. Yeah, it's just Lord working. She casts a wide web. Chicago. Yeah, so it's all bad. Yeah, the whole thing's bad. And, and Schiller Park used to be really nice, just a working man area of town. Yeah, Thirty Fifth Street ain't bad. That's where the White Sox are. I don't mind that. You're a White Sox fan and not a Cubby fan? Good guys wear black, Jeff. <laughs> so are you excited about golf being at Detroit now since you're a Packer fan? 
Man, like I say, I'm, I just can't, I'm not loving the NFL that much anymore. I'm, maybe I'm too much of an idealist, but it kind of pisses me off. Like they're, I don't know. It's all, it's all bullshit. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it's money. It's money, money, money for them. It's money. All they care about is money. Did you the players notice, are pawns. The fans are pawns. It's all bullshit. Did you, did you notice that, though, after all the big shindig and all the hoopla and all that shit about kneeling and crap, after the first week of the season, it was all over? So why did the mm, they NFL— still got those, They still got all those sayings and slogans on people's helmets and stuff. I don't like back it. Of their I don't like it. I saw yep. one for the first time the other day in the playoffs. I hadn't noticed one, but but they drew that big line in the sand, and then after the first week, it was all they realized they'd fucked up again. I don't know why they don't yeah. just stay out of that shit. Like the They're NBA, being pressured. you couldn't. You got to look at where it's all come from. It's power and pressure. Who's benefiting from it? You couldn't pay me to watch the NBA. You're not going to yeah. do it. I don't want to listen to all that shit. Everyone's created equal. I don't give a fuck what color your skin is. Do you and. You have that opportunity. Everyone has opportunity. So, right. anyways, I know we've kept you long enough. You got lots of stuff to do. You got to keep boss on track in, uh, in some turbulent times. So, we applaud you for that. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It, I, I want to get in on that that YouTube series. Let us know what we can do to be a part of that thing. That can be awesome. We damn sure do that and be coming out this spring. Cool. Oh, cool. What a fucking nightmare that's going to be for Andy. Well, give you something to do, Andy. Yeah, that's 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 exactly what I need. Is something else to fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, I hope, right, we, I hope we see you at the game fair this year if they have it. I bet they don't have it. Who knows? Well, if I they, bet they cancel it. If they have yeah. it, we're going to come up there and see you. They're canceling. If they don't, come on up. Well, I'm, we're going to come. Restaurants are open in Michigan until 10 p.m., so we have to do lunch or early dinner <laughs> or do dinner and be done early. Jeff will have his COVID vaccination, so like he's he's free to they run about the country. About Still got to wear a mask even if you got your COVID card. Uh, 10 p.m. curfew. It, Jeff will change it whenever well, he gets up there. I appreciate y'all busting my balls the whole time. Y'all have, have a great day, hey, Brandon. Jeff, yes, when sir. You, when you wear a mask, start counting how many times you touch that son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, my mask has got fucking dirt and shit on it from the storm the other day. I told Michelle, I said, this fun bitch ain't sanitary That's at the all. thing is he wears the same mask. He's worn the same mask for three fucking months. <laughs> we spend too much time talking about that stupid shit. Uh, all right, boy. All right. See Talk ya. to you later, bud. Bye. Bye. Later. Brandon Sarecki. Y'all picked on me a lot today. Well, Jeff, some days you deserve it. Some days you're not thinking thinking straight. Today was one of those days. I was thinking straight. You just turned your light off. Well, it's time to get off here, I guess. I guess so. All right. See you. Thanks. Peace. Bye. Go check out all of our great sponsors. Check out Athletic Brewing Company. Have some brews without the compromise. Foul Bandits, uh, 20% off hoodies right now. Stanfield Hunting Outfitters, if you're looking for that turkey hunt. Gundog Outdoors, Dirty Duck Coffee, Dive Bomb Industries, Boss, don't forget about them, Pacific Calls, Lucky Duck, Looking Glass Duck Club, 14 Cattle Company, William Chris Wines, and BlindGrass.com.